May I suggest? May I suggest to you? May I suggest this is the best part of your life? That song, I think, is very countercultural. The first time I heard it, I thought, what? Right now? This is the best part of my life? Not that anything was particularly wrong at that point in my life, but I felt ill-prepared to accept this provocative suggestion that it was the best time of my life, or that this is. How can that be? I love Deb Pritchard's photo of that crab that you saw on the sermon slide just a few moments ago. And looking at that creature as I mused on this service, I began to think about how most crabs move and how whenever I see them move, I get this vaguely unsettled feeling. They move sideways, right? Not directly forward or backward, but sideways. And I realized how conditioned I am as a human, or maybe as a human in this culture, to think of everything in terms of back and forward. Former Vice President Dan Quayle did a marvelous job of stumbling into a perfect illustration of this vision of life, reaching a passionate point in a speech he was making to California delegates To the Republican National Convention in 1988, he stated, It's a question of whether we are going forward to tomorrow or past to the back. (laughs) And I'm sorry to reach all the way back there to pick on Dan, but there's something about that linguistic stumble that brings this linear preoccupation home to me. Back, forward, past, future. And I think that many of us imagine the best part of our lives existing in one of those two locations. Either we hold fond memories of it having already happened in the past, or we imagine that it will happen sometime in the future. And the thing about the best part having happened in the past is that it was usually not recognized to be so great while it was happening. But in retrospect, yes, now I see that was the best part of my life. Joni Mitchell singing, don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone. And we all nod our heads. Yes, that's the way things are. That's the way we are. And yet, if I imagine the best part happening in the future, I carry this assurance that I will recognize it when it arrives and say to myself, ah, this is the best part of my life, that I will somehow be prepared to receive it as part of what I have yearned for, worked toward, anticipated. And yet, how often does that happen? It seems more likely that what I imagine happening tomorrow remains stubbornly lodged there in the future, no matter what day it is at present, no matter how many days pass, it, the best part of my life, will happen tomorrow. 
and tomorrow and tomorrow. May I suggest this is the best part of your life. Wait, no, this is not the best part. This is not like that time gone by when I was surrounded by friends or family and we were doing all those amazing things together. Wait, no, this cannot be the best part. This is nice and all, but it is not quite the dream I have for the future of what will undoubtedly and irrefutably qualify as the best part of my life. And what really rocks me is that if this is the best part of my life, then I really should be paying better attention. You caught me off guard with your suggestion. If I knew ahead of time, I would be appreciating this more. And I have come to understand that one of the best entries into paying attention for me is to pay attention to transitions, to hellos and goodbyes. They are happening all the time, and yet too often I just fly right past them and only stop to consider them in retrospect, beginnings and endings, greetings and farewells. Who could have guessed that meeting you, this particular hello, would have led to this friendship, to this discovery, to this opportunity? I can barely remember what it was like to first meet you. Or this. It was only upon saying goodbye, only upon parting, that I realized how important the time together had been to me, the time that was shared, the crossing of paths, the sharing of laughter and skills, the sharing of ourselves. Who knows what the next hello holds? How to fully realize and then be able to articulate as an ending approaches the appreciation of all that happened between the hello and the goodbye. There is the famous passage from T.S. Eliot included in our hymnal. What we call a beginning is often the end. And to make an end is to make a beginning. The end is where we start from. But both beginnings and endings can be uncomfortable. Beginnings because of the vulnerability that arises with all that we don't know about one another. And endings because of the vulnerability that arises with letting go of what we have come to love and appreciate in being together. Beginnings and endings can be uncomfortable, awkward, and they are a reminder, of course, that all beginnings carry within them an ending. What Wendell Berry talked about. That all things must pass, that change is the only constant, that impermanence is the nature of things, that we cannot hold, as the great Jim Croce once sang, we cannot hold time in a bottle, we cannot hold time or people or circumstances or happiness or joy or contentment or pretty much anything that we may associate with the best part of our lives, we cannot hold it in a bottle. It reminds me of trying to catch fireflies, lightning bugs, we called them in Iowa, 
when I was a child. From the moment I first saw the curious blinking lights flying around in the darker regions of our backyard, I remember wanting to catch them. When I first began this endeavor, I would reach out and just try to grab them. Then I would hold my fingers tight, not wanting to let it go when I was certain that I had captured the firefly, and I would carefully peek through my fingers, watching for the blinking glow that that would assure me that it was there, and finally I would open up my hand and realize, nope, I didn't catch it after all. At the end of the night, my palm would ache from where my own fingers dug in desperately, holding on to a light that wasn't there. When I finally did catch one in this crude manner, the results were even more disheartening, as I found, upon unclenching my fingers, that the lightning bug was there, but injured at the least by my over-enthusiastic entrapment, and the blinking light, if it still blinked at all, sat tragically on my palm, unable to fly. Eventually, I learned more sophisticated means of catching these creatures with cupped palms and jars, but that carried the inevitable question, if the point is to watch the lights, to watch them do what they do, why not just let them be? I was no scientist after all, and still not. I was not motivated to that level of observation and documentation. I just thought they were cool. So why not just let them be cool? Why not let go of trying to capture the wonder of the swiftly passing evening, imagining that I can bottle the light and keep it? A painting, however large, must finally be bounded by a frame or a wall, writes Wendell Berry. A composer or playwright must reckon at a minimum with the capacity of an audience to sit still and pay attention. A story once begun must end somewhere within the limits of the writer's and the reader's memory. Within these limits, artists achieve elaborations of pattern of sustaining relationships of parts with one another and the whole that may be astonishingly complex. A story once begun must end somewhere, but within these limitations, indeed, look at all that can happen. To make a beginning to welcome you, John, and all that you bring to this congregation and to mark this hello as a wonderful starting point for elaborations of pattern yet to be discovered and the sustaining relationships of parts with one another that are yet to be explored. To make an end, to thank you, Alba, and all that you have brought to this congregation and to mark this goodbye with the celebration of the elaborations of pattern and the sustaining relationships of parts with one another that you helped us to discover. To pay attention to these passages, to mark these transitions, and to carry this awareness is a piece of what we practice here. To treat transitions not as a disruption to our lives, but as an integral characteristic of life itself. 
is to honor the stories we all carry and the wondrously creative weaving of those stories that happen every single day. As we weather winds of change, writes Maureen Killeran, may we have wisdom to cherish moments of stillness. As we recollect times of challenge and of pain, may we remember also the graceful blessings of our lives. As we look to future unknowns, may we have the boldness to trust that there is unimagined good yet to come. And I would add, not only the unimagined good yet to come, but the too often unrecognized good that is right here, right now. Which is not always easy, right? In a time when people, and most especially those who are most vulnerable, are suffering under the unfathomably cruel decisions handed down from the highest court in the land, in a time when we are still reeling from the devastating effects of a pandemic and the deeply unjust structures that have been yet more clearly exposed, in a time when the unfulfilled promise of this democracy is under threat from forces that pay allegiance only to money and power in a time when the voice of the people is considered irrelevant in the passing of laws and the ongoing threat to the earth and all its creatures is accepted as the cost of doing business. Doesn't that seem almost criminally irresponsible to suggest this is the best part of your, of anyone's life? But I ask myself this, how will my joylessness serve the world? How can I refuse to find joy and connection to embrace hellos and goodbyes, to mark transitions and honor changes, even as we work for a better world? Because... This is not a brief struggle we are engaging, my friends. Do not hold your breath waiting for things to get better. Breathe deeply. Breathe all of life in each day, each moment. All that we have ever loved and all that we have ever been stands with us on the edge of all that we aspire to create. A deeper peace, a larger love, a more embracing hope, a deeper joy in this life we share. May I suggest this is the best part of your life. And if that strikes you all as even a remote possibility, well then, how can we keep from singing. <laughs>